excited to share with you the mini series that starts today. Yes, today. <laughs> if you tuned in last week, you heard my why. I shared why I started this podcast and what fuels my passion to get behind the mic each week and share my life like an open book. I don't think I've ever been this vulnerable ever in my life, but my why really boils down to you, my listeners. And the message that I want to share each Tuesday when you tune in is this. Behind every successful woman is herself. Did you hear that? Maybe turn your volume up a little bit. (laughs) Behind every successful woman is herself. Let that sink in. You, my dear, are extraordinary. You have a purpose. You're stronger than you think you are. Your story is unique, powerful, and can motivate your sis just by speaking up and sharing your story. We're so lucky. We're surrounded by strong women in our circle of friends, in our careers, and you know where else? When we look in the mirror. Unfortunately, I think sometimes that we let our fears, our insecurities, even our feelings of inadequacy to prevent us from supporting one another. But what if we were able to silence those negative thoughts and emotions? What if we replace them with empathy, admiration, understanding? Can you imagine the impact that would have not only on our lives, but in our communities and on the world? She Can Do It, the Empowerment Series will be a short segment of episodes where women can share their stories, their passion, and their purpose. To kick off She Can Do It, the Empowerment Series, is Aura Vasquez. Aura is the epitome of a boss babe. She's out there advocating for change with a smile that will brighten any room and infectious, positive energy. Plus, that girl can dress to the tens. (laughs) Aura is currently a candidate running for Los Angeles City Council. In between campaigning, canvassing, countless meetings, prepping for forums, probably trying to catch some Zs, She took some time to share her story, not only with me, but with all of you. All right, so on today's show, I have Aura, who I met at an event with A.A. Ron. So as I was telling you, everybody knows A.A. Ron. He's been on the show (laughs) a couple of times. Everybody loves him. He's a crowd favorite. And I was the first one to see you in that room. So we went to an event. It was an event for Aaron's husband, Josh. And um, basically how he got us there is he said there's going to be an open bar. And it's for (laughs) a good cause. And I am all about an open bar and a good cause. So I had no idea who was going to be at this event. I just basically showed up. And across the room, I see this beautiful woman, fabulously dressed. And my first inclination was, I was like, Erin, that woman looks like Olivia Pope. And I am a huge (laughs) Scandal fan and huge Kerry Washington fan. And I was like, yeah, she looks like Olivia Pope. And he's like, totally. And he was basically like, 
I love a woman who can dress and like, like you were so put together. Do you remember the outfit you had on? Yeah. Yeah. It's my little cape and my. Yes. <laughs> and Olivia Pope always wears a cape. <laughs> like she rocks it. I don't own a cape. We might need to go shopping for a cape. Absolutely. Yes. But then I met you and your story was so far beyond your fabulous outfit. So why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So thank you so much for having me on your show. Of course. It's been such wonderful time meeting you and getting to know you. I appreciate so much you inviting me. I don't think a lot of the people that know me even professionally know much about my personal life. So coming in, you're such a catch. It's it's just such a catch. Girl, you are a catch. And I'm sure people are dying to know if anybody snatched you up yet. There's so. definitely a lot of a speculation out there. But, you know, I'm an Afro-Latina from Colombia. I'm Aura Vasquez. And that day was so special for me because I, you know, the Legal Conservation Voters, which is the event that we met, is a really great organization that really supports and promotes more environmental stewardship. And that's something so important to me. So when I walked into that room... For me, like what you saw was not just my cape and my pants and everything like was really nicely coordinated and my high heels (laughs) and my high heels and my curls were like having a blast, (laughs) you know, but, but it was also me in like the best way, the most empowering way showing up as a woman of color Mm -hmm. in a community where traditionally there's not a lot of people like me and feeling fully that I'm now not just a board member for the LALCV, the Legal Conservation Voters, but that also I'm a candidate. I'm a candidate for city council in Los Angeles. And I am the first Afro-Latina, one of the few Afro-Latinas in the whole state to be running for office right now. So I really embody empowerment that day when I met you. So I think that that's what what you were I think you embody it every day, which is why I am like so drawn to you. So right now I am literally doing a series on women who empower me and in different aspects of my life. And I haven't always really been in touch with politics because... I don't feel like I am well-versed on them. I don't feel like I can relate. Like sometimes when I hear things, I don't really understand the message, you know, and I need a little bit of guidance. And so, I mean, truth be told, back during the election, uh-huh. which I'm hitting this year, Aaron's husband, Josh, he helped me quite a bit. I mean, he he's real into it. I don't know if you, you know that about him. I'm sure you do. And he like basically broke it down into layman's terms and he sent out this email to everybody and he gave us the pros and cons of each person. Like it was great. So for me, just having conversations with you and learning is huge. And one thing I love about you is that you're human, you're relatable. And I feel like I'm just talking to a girlfriend, but I'm talking to a very intelligent girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. And your energy is like infectious. I mean, it really is. So walk me through your journey of how you decided to run because I, I went to your website. I, so I don't know. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is very smart because <laughs> you have your campaigns running and he knows I'm paying attention because it's in my Instagram feed. It's on my Facebook. And I'm like, I know her. <laughs> I'm like, right. I know her. I'm like, everybody vote for her. And I don't think I get to vote for you. But you if don't. I did, I totally would. You'd have my vote, girl. So, so walk you. me through this because I know you're from Columbia. I read where you came over undocumented and, and you basically worked worked your way through college, and you were the first person in your family to Mm -hmm. to graduate, which is amazing. 
Yeah, so, you know, we came 25 years ago to the United States really escaping violence and the narco, you know, the narco yeah. days of Colombia, which was a very sad time in my country. And I grew up in a family where giving back was the everyday. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents took me to town hall meetings. We were encouraged and taught to give back, that we had plenty, and that because we had plenty, we needed to give back to other people. Yeah. So, you know, my mom used to make empanadas with her friends and fundraise and, and collect money for books and for other things for kids. My parents worked to bring, you know, after school programs to my town and swimming lessons and such. They were really, really concerned about youth and, and yeah. for us to have like other resources. So, you know, in, in the early 90s, I was 18 years old and I moved 18, 19 years old and we moved to New York. I was I moved with my brother to go to school in New York. I didn't speak a single word in English. No way. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Nothing, zero. I didn't oh even know gosh. the numbers. <laughs> yeah, wow. So I just really came completely from zero. Got to New York in such a dynamic city. So big, so many people, so exciting, so many things happening. And to really find myself, right, to... I first work in a clothing store. I work as a waitress. I was a mm -hmm. nanny. You know, I put myself through college. I had to learn a new language. Yeah. And and not just that. I had to do it in a way that was at a level where mm -hmm. I could attend college. So, you know, like the tenacity and the resilience that you have to develop, you know, which is not unique to me. I think we see this around other immigrants that come here, mm -hmm. come to this country with nothing, that come to contribute. We see this in a lot of women. Right. A lot of women of all colors and sizes mm -hmm. and women that are like moms. So many mm -hmm. single moms are mm -hmm. kicking butt out there. Totally. And getting their families through and doing mm -hmm. incredible things. So, you know, there is there is so many examples around that we sometimes don't see them as, as something that is like exciting or mm -hmm. tangible because in mass media, we're used to seeing these idols. Right. But there are so many heroes and sheroes Aww. all around us. I love that. You know? Yeah. So my, my journey to California actually came about because I worked for a Congress member Okay. Uh, for a little bit. And that's when you I, were a poli-sci major, right? I was yeah. a poli-sci major. And after I graduated from college, I went to work for a Congress member in New York for Engel Elliott. And that's when I realized I hated politics. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is definitely not a place for me. I don't see myself in here. This mm -hmm. is way too slow, too bureaucratic. No way. And so I, I did really well in the office. I really learned a lot about cases on immigration and a lot of different things, constituents and mm -hmm. learning just like what the community needed. And I, after that, I, I went to work for United Way of New York City on education programs. Mm -hmm. So helping students like me graduate from high school so that they could go on to college. But it was such a huge issue. There was no way that me or all the money in New York or all the money anywhere could help or even resolve that issue. Right. So that's when I learned about community organizing through former President Obama. Mm -hmm. So he was running for president for the first time and he, you know, he was a community organizer. So I was like, maybe this is how we're going to start our own revolution where we're going to yeah. really enact change in the places that we most need it. So um, I moved to California to be an organizer. And that's how I ended up in, in, you know, in California. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So 
walk me through like your thought process when you decided to run because I feel like in my life, you know, even like with this podcast, right? I was approached on the idea and all of a sudden there's a lot of self-doubt. You know, can I do this? Do I have the skills to do this? Are people going to be receptive of me? You know, what are my friends going to think? What is my family going to think? What if I have a hater? Yeah. (laughs) What I mean? Like, there's a lot of haters. Did you like, (laughs) right? So, how did you rise above all that self talk, whether it be negative or just that self doubt to get to where you, I mean, we just talked. You're raising money for your campaign. You're making cold calls <laughs> yes. to, to, to fund this. Like, like how? how like, yeah. how did this all become to where it is today, like to fruition? You really have to come to a place when you realize that this is your calling. Running for office is not something that you just get up and do. For me personally, I felt compelled to do it. Uh-huh. So, you know, since the moment I came to California, working with communities, most vulnerable, most mm-hmm. forgotten, mm-hmm. with people that often didn't have a voice, poor people, low mm-hmm. income, people of color. Mm-hmm. That's when I real- That's when I started realizing that there was a huge disconnect mm-hmm. between people that actually needed support and help and needed to have a voice in our government and actually who was in government. Mm-hmm. So just seeing all these injustices and, you know, working on for the Sierra Club, for the Bianco campaign, getting LA off of coal and Mm -hmm. learning how the system works and just understanding that it's not set up to help people that don't have a lot of, don't have resources Mm -hmm. or don't have money. And like when our current president, you know, got elected, I think that that really was a big eye-opening for Mm -hmm. me. So there Mm -hmm. were two instances happening at the same time. So Trump gets elected after he has spoken about grabbing Mm -hmm. women's, you know, parts. And and he has called Mexicans rapists and Latinos, you know, I mean, horrible things where he is just really a president that doesn't, I don't know, that he doesn't represent my values for Mm -hmm. sure. And on the other hand, seeing a candidate that I was supporting, like Bernie Sanders, okay, say like lose the nomination mm-hmm. and say, what we have to do is if we're not happy, we, we see a problem, we need to be part of the solution. Ooh, yeah. So, like you know, that. so that moment was when I was like, well, maybe one of us needs to run. Right. And I remember having conversations with folks about like, okay, who's going to do it? And everybody was like, well, we thought it, you were going to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, why are you asking around? you're the one that is going to do it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Well, maybe. And then becoming the youngest and the first immigrant, Mm -hmm. the first environmental, you know, like organized. Those things make me want to vote for you just because it's like so amazing. Like you are so different from the normal candidate. And but with that, like you breathe this new breath of fresh air and Mm -hmm. energy and a new perspective and Like, we need that. Absolutely. And I think the issues that are out there don't change much. Mm -hmm. That we have a shortage in affordable housing doesn't change much. Mm -hmm. That we have a huge issue with our unhoused community that sleep on the the streets every night. Doesn't change. It's so sad. That we have a polluted environment doesn't change much. 
But what we need is to change our approach mm -hmm. because the same old boys club that got us here, mm -hmm. I don't think is going to get us out of this problem. Yeah. And, the same, <laughs> and the same people that have created this problem mm -hmm. are not going to get us out of this problem. Yeah. I mean, they were the ones that created it. So I bring a different perspective because I also, my big ask to people is to come and participate. Mm -hmm. That I can't do this by myself. Right. And that when I get elected, this is just the first step yeah. where we all need to show up and advocate and ask and demand for the things that I want. And I cannot do that alone. So you just said something and I hope everybody heard it because I heard it. Did you know what you just said? What what part? <laughs> you said when. Yeah. When, when I'm elected. Yeah. And I love that because you're already there and I'm huge on like, you know, manifestation and like really believing and seeing yourself you know, where you want to be. And that's amazing that you are seeing yourself in there, like making change already. Absolutely. Yeah. There is no doubt in my mind. In fact, I, I mean, there is no doubt. Sometimes people ask me, have you been asked, you know, this happens often to women in politics. They tell you things like, you got to wait your turn. You're too mm -hmm. young. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not ready. Yeah. You know, uh, you're too this, you're too that. You're not Latina. You're not African-American. You're not white. You, mm -hmm. Whatever it is that, that you know, that is at, at the moment. And and I've been very privileged that I have not been told any of those things. No way. I have not. I have That's not. That's amazing. I have not gotten the first person that says, you need to wait your turn. This other person is going to uh -huh. run. In fact, when people meet me, and they hear my vision and they hear my story, they're actually come on board. And they're right. like, how can we support you? Yeah, yeah <laughs> which is amazing. You, so. Yeah, yeah. You have an infectious energy about you and you have a way of just sharing your light and your spirit and your vision. And that's huge. And we, and we need that, you know? So, but, um, so I have two questions that have been on my mind. One, when you walk into a room and you have to speak and the, and the room is full of men and, um, you know, maybe a hater or two, like <laughs> how, what do you tell yourself before you get up there? And, and like, how do you overcome that feeling? Because, so I'm in the car business. I don't, you know, I don't even know if we've talked about that. We talked about a it little a little bit. bit. So it, the majority is men. Yeah. So I, I I'm in a very men, male, male dominated, dominated world. industry. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you're in that boat all the time. You got to get <laughs> up and you got to represent yourself and you have to have the energy and you have to speak eloquently. And you're speaking about big issues. I'm speaking yeah. about hunks of metal. <laughs> how to move them, you know? So, so how do you deal with that? Well, there's a couple of things. I feel like when I go and speak in public, actually a lot of people ask me this because there's a lot of people that don't like to speak in front of other people. Uh -huh. So I actually feel that when I'm having that feeling and I have to kind of take a deep breath and I'm, I almost want to feel back in my body. Because something very special happens to me when I'm going to speak at any audience. I almost feel like I'm getting out of my body. Okay. And I want to be very present because mm -hmm. I want to be fully aware of what I'm saying. So it's not in a moment of like, oh my God, what is, you know, like, yeah. but it's actually yeah. like I'm really grounded and I can take my time mm -hmm. because I can speak very fast and I have an accent. So I'm even more conscious about that. So I'm like, all right, let's come back and let's just take this from the top. That's like one like physical thing that happened to you. I also feel like when that like physiology, like that chemistry mm -hmm. is happening through my body, I have I have taught myself that that's actually telling me that I'm ready. 
Okay. So instead of being like, oh my God, I'm scared. Or that, right, yeah. I'm having that feeling and I'm uh -huh. like, I'm, I'm like nervous. Yeah. I actually have told myself, I'm like, all right, this is this a is sign that I'm ready. Yeah. So this time. is just, let's go. The other thing is that in a male dominated world, you have to just be, project a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. With your tone of voice, the way that you pause, we, even with your eye contact. I think that's very powerful. And since almost always I'm, I'm the only one or maybe one of two. Right. And like for so many times I was like the only woman of color. Yeah. You know, like at DWP for a long time I was the youngest. Mm -hmm. And just basically like the only like Latina. I also taught myself that my, my voice and my opinion was so important that I needed to just be on, that it could yeah. only be one. <laughs> I love that though. I love yeah. that. I mean, this is great. Like, I mean, I can apply that in my every day. And like, I think about you, you go out there and do it every mm -hmm. single day, which is, is amazing, you know? So the other thing I really wanted to ask you is, so career and just like this focus on you know, making the world a better place and like doing your part and contributing. I mean, it seems to take up such a big part of your life. Yeah. So how do you balance your personal life with your career? And does your personal life even take priority at all? Yeah, it's a really lonely road, you mm -hmm. know, to be a candidate and to run for office or to be a leader or to be in a position of leadership. You never know who's coming around you for like what the real intention is. Sure. You know, but in my personal life, it's really hard because mm -hmm. like my immediate circle, I spend so much time with my volunteers, with people from my campaign, with my constituents, my mm -hmm. voters. Mm -hmm. And I try to keep a very clean line. You know, right. I, I try to be very professional and, very, and have a lot high, high level of integrity. So, you know, yeah. so if this is the people that I spend the most time and I cannot be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh my God, okay. Yeah. I'd like that you also like hiking. I love hiking too, you know, or, yeah. or like, are you a hot spring hunter? I'm a yeah. hot spring hunter too. You know, so when you, when you, when it's hard to kind of like have that type of relationship, but you have an intimate relationship with people, but it's not romantic. Yeah. So then it's like, where do you go out there to look for love? Right. That's an so tell me, where do you go? That, <laughs> yeah. That is an enormous amount of love that you receive from people in your community. And I'm very blessed about that. But, you know, like, I don't go out to bars to, like, try to meet people or, like, I love dancing. So that I yeah. do sometimes and I go with my friends. But again, it's, it's kind of like I'm with my friends. But, you know, recently I have been trying online dating to yeah. see, you know, I've been single now for maybe half of this year. Okay. And, you know, so it's, it's been and something what, new. What is the response when they realize, like, <laughs> online dating? What, like, are you up front? Are you like, I'm running for city council? And, like, is it a positive response? Is it a... Yeah, I'm very uh, honest about it and upfront simply because in my past, with my past partnership that I was in a partnership for a couple of years, it became a big issue. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it became uh, problematic. And you can't make anyone fit in your sure. in your bubble, in your square, in your whatever. So you kind of have to, you know, people that want to be there for you and support you are going to be there. Yeah. So I'm very upfront in my romantic life telling people that I am single and that I am running, I'm a candidate. And some people totally know what that means. 
And they're like, because they follow national politics or, or right. so on. Or some people are just like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, or like, or how is that going to impact me? Right. Probably, exactly. Right? Yeah. Totally. And like, what are you willing to do? And yeah, like, can we be out in public? Like, so how do you feel about that? Like, it, let's say you do meet somebody tomorrow and you're on a date. Are you like, are you a PDA person? <laughs> are you somebody who's like, no, like, I mean, it, you know, especially if it's new or. Well, so I, and I'm sure when my, you know, my followers and the people that know know me, hear this podcast and see these videos, they're going to laugh a lot because <laughs> I keep my personal life so private. Uh-huh. I am so private. For a really long time, people didn't even know that I had a partner. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, they were like, what? What are you hiding him? I'm like, no, we're just very <laughs> private people. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so and we like to keep it that way. Now that we're hiding anything, but we just like to keep it that way. Um, but I'm a very, I mean, I'm a Latina, you know, I, yes. I, I'm a very affectionate, very like <laughs> passionate, very, yeah, very high, you know, like I guess in, in my culture, in my upbringing, women are much about, you know, like their men, you know, yeah. so I, I really enjoy that. But I'm, you know, I'm at the same time, I'm very independent. I have, mm-hmm. I'm a very career focused woman. I, I like my independence. I like to go traveling mm-hmm. alone. I have gone all around the world by myself, you know, to very remote places. I can go easily dance by myself, have dinner by myself. Right. You know, so I don't have an issue with that. But I definitely like to hold hands and kiss. <laughs> <Yeah>. and- <laughs> yeah, for little sure. things, right? The absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so... Fast forward, you make city council, your life obviously changes, you're super busy. If you don't meet a man, don't get married, don't have a family, how do you feel about that? I'm pretty I'm pretty okay with that. You know, I'm yeah. 41 years old now. I know a lot of people she always look a day over like 28, okay? <laughs> I mean, for, it's not for, fair. For the for the listeners, I always get this thing about like, but you're a little too young to be running for office. You have your whole life ahead of you. I'm like, I'm 41. Let's get it going now. <laughs> yeah, no. 41 with not one wrinkle, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, like I I I'm really just looking forward to more of a partnership and family mm-hmm. in that sense. And if children come around from that partnership, I think it will be something beautiful. But I am, I don't know. I don't think I'm the person that is going to go and have kids by herself because mm-hmm. she really wants to have kids and such. Did you, you know, freeze your eggs? I have not freeze <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody but ever I asked had, you that I before? had a conversation yeah. about freezing my eggs and, uh, you know, and, and the things happen the way they need to. I don't know. I feel like I have a garden. Mm-hmm. I love gardening. So I have my plants and my, I'm, I'm a mama plant and, you know, and so. Your life is full, which, which is awesome. And, and I think that's. I think that's a great message to share because a lot of women, I feel like in my age bracket, late 30s, getting ready to hit their 40s, feel like this stigma where if they don't have a man or they haven't started a family, like there's something wrong with them or, you know, that society is going to judge them for it. And I think you are living proof that you can be happy. You can be attaining these crazy life goals (laughs) and, you know, making an impact and leaving a mark on this world. 
and it has nothing to do with somebody else's contribution to you. Like somebody asked me today, I said, they said, um, oh God, why can't I remember exactly what they said? But anyways, I told him, I was like, I am whole on my own. Yeah. I was like, I don't need somebody to make me whole. I am whole, just me. Aaron. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that something very beautiful to remember is that when you are happy, everything around you is happy. It's true. And and just like what you're saying, when you're whole, everything around you falls in place. Mm -hmm. So I think that for me right now, my priority is to feel great, be a good human. Mm -hmm. Be a good person, be a good leader so that everything around me can be that way. And that I can also, I believe that then I can attract that partner yes. that is going to match that level of that, that frequency mm -hmm. of that energy. And that is going to come ready for those things. I also have to say that throughout my years and my life, I have realized that, you know, you come sometimes to partnership to learn what you need and what you mm -hmm. don't. Yes. And what you can offer or not, or and what you want or not. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm at a point in my career and in my life where I'm, I'm just, I just have more information about what works yeah. for me and doesn't. And I have learned a few things here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share maybe the most important thing you learned? <laughs> Or, or give the ladies out there a little bit of advice. Absolutely. Well, I mean, one of the things for me is that I am not just a candidate. Mm -hmm. I'm in fact never considered myself to be a politician. It almost bothers me sometimes when people tell me, like, oh, you're a politician. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, yeah. please. <laughs> like, I'm not that person. Yeah. Because you automatically kind of go to a negative connotation. Absolutely. Like, you know. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I don't think you represent that, though. No, I, you know, like I said, I am a regular everyday person that, you know, put on overalls and go down the street to get some sweet plantains for breakfast. Mm -hmm. You know, I, um, I don't know anybody else who does that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not everybody else. <laughs> but I'm sure you're but, a damn cute girl, yeah. that girl. <laughs> But you know, like, I, I just like, I like taking dance class. I don't yeah. talk about politics all the time. Right. Yeah. You know, I do talk about social change often, uh -huh. you know, and it's part of my ethos and it's part of the people that I have around me. But it's, but it's not this thing that this is just consuming my life. You know, I'm a, I'm a regular girl. I like to go on road trips and yeah. go, you know, to nature and like explore and, mm -hmm. and, and you know, so in that sense, I have learned that I need a partner that is that way. Yeah. That is spontaneous. That is mm -hmm. um that is adventurous. Yeah. That is gonna like different interests. And I mean, I have been guilty to stay in in relationships because I am just in a relationship. Yeah. And maybe they don't match those very things that mm -hmm. kind of fuel my soul and mm -hmm. make me a better partner. Sure. So I think that my advice for people and for women and for men is that you got to learn about what fills you and stay true to that because it's really hard sometimes to let go of someone that you really love, mm. even though yeah. they don't, they might not match those interests and you compromise, which is something that I have done. And, and you just learn, right? It's, it's just my yeah. life. But if you can stay true to what you love and, what, and who you are and what you want, uh, even even if the short term, because sometimes life, I feel like they bring you these this people, these men around that you're like, oh my God, but it's so great. But only half of the things are right. so great. It's like you're getting tested. Yes. And you <laughs> and just, sometimes I, you fail. I have fall for it. <laughs> 
like head on. Yeah, I'm a a head on kind of Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. And I think with years now, I'm just a little more more like, well, let's see if this is really what it is. Yeah. You know, and practicing meditation is really great for that. Yeah. And also just learning how to feel all your feelings. Mm-hmm. That sometimes you just want somebody that is going to snuggle you. And yeah. sometimes you just want somebody that's going to come and fix your bathroom. Yeah. And somebody, you know, like in some, right. sometimes you just want somebody yeah. that is like, babe, you're going to run for office and you're going to be great. Yes. And I am there for you. <laughs> You know, so I hope that, you know, that that person really comes around. I feel like that's coming for, for you. me yeah. soon. <laughs> I, I believe that. I feel like 2020 is a great year. Yeah. So, okay. So if people want to donate or they mm-hmm. want to get involved with your campaign, how do they find you? How do they do that? So super simple. My name is Aura. It's, it's A-U-R-A. So Aura for those of you out there. <laughs> like me as white girls. <laughs> Aura 2020. So this year, 2020.com. You can go there. You can also find me on Instagram. And I think we're going to probably have mm-hmm. a um, around, tag around in the in the links in, in this show. And, and you know, my, my cry to all of the people that are listening is that it's time to get involved. Mm-hmm. That if you're not being part of the solution, you're being part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it's our duty as citizens, as friends, as sisters, as partners, as parents to get involved. Because this world is not just mine or yours, it's ours. Yeah. And we have to. And, and local politics is that amazing because you can impact it so much more. Mm-hmm. Even though national politics is so much glamorous and sexy and yeah. dramatic and, you know, <laughs> it's all that and it's happening every day. And, but there is so much happening at the local level that we can impact. And, you know, this is the LA is the second largest city in the country. California has the fifth biggest budget in the world. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're moving and shaking a lot of things. And some of the things that I want to see is like our city powered by 100% renewable energy, oh for God. example, yeah. that can create jobs, like bring more solar. I mean, like that would be incredible. The other thing that I want to see is like finally our unhoused people being treated like people, yeah. bringing them services, getting them uh, the things that they need so they can get off, you know, they can go on and have a yeah. prosperous life. I want I want a right to an affordable place to live. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that end up in the streets are because they don't have an affordable place to, you know, right. to call home. Yeah. And and I want a Los Angeles that embraces everyone, that embraces totally. diversity. And yeah. that is like this beautiful melting pot where we have like a robust public transit so that I can go here and there yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, be a dynamic city. So I think we're on our way for sure. We are. Well, with you in power, girl, <laughs> we're going to be unstoppable. I mean, maybe we look at this one day and I'm like, holy shit, she's running for president. Who knows? <laughs> Is she going to have my vote? Potentially, (laughs) potentially. Baby steps for now. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being on. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. Like, I admire you. You're such a role model. And I mean, I just feel like the universe brought us together. Absolutely. I have no doubt. Amen, girl. Thank you so much. (laughs) We'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. Want to get involved and help our sis Aura out? Make sure to visit her website, Aura2020.com. Election day is Tuesday, March 3rd. Make sure to send this leading lady some positive vibes that day. Are you digging this series already? Ah, oh, I'd love to hear your feedback. I am so pumped. 
Feel free to drop a rate or review about the episode on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast site. You can always email me your comments, feedback, suggestions to Erin at you'resuchacatch.com and quit playing hard to get, girl. <laughs> Follow me at You're Such a Catch on all social media platforms. Next Tuesday, we'll be going back to the future. Well, back to future boards with Sarah Cinturella. If you have that gut feeling that 2020 is going to be your year and you want to ensure you're setting yourself up for success, make sure to tune in. I can't wait.